0: Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. It is 2021, and if you are looking for a new adventure, our recommendation is to head to altplayground.net. It is the most inclusive and modern lifestyle site out there, and we are so excited to see what they have in store for the new year. If you're one of those people that has been sitting around in 2020 going, okay, it's uh, it's time for something new. It's time for us to experience something different. Whether it's just you or as a couple, altplayground.net is going to give you an immersive experience unlike any other in the lifestyle. And they're also developing some really cool new features for 2021. So if you want to be a part of all of that newness and meet some really cool like-minded people, head to altplayground.net today. Come say hello to us in our ever-growing community and we cannot wait to hear how much you love it as much as we do. Hopefully you do. I know you will. You have to. Absolutely. (laughs) So
1: yeah, it's getting crazy. The countdown has begun. The house is sparse to say the least, hectic, all kinds of stuff between throwing things away and giving things away and storing things. Life has gotten out of control. Out of control.
0: Yeah, but I'm holding on to the fun shit, like the baths and yeah. the walking around take a in the backyard tonight. <laughs> walking around in the backyard with the dog. She's not going to have a yard soon.
1: She's going to have a gigantic yard soon, really. Mm. Every State park and national forest in the country. It's not much. the
0: same. No, Probably as many coyotes as we have. She'll have to be equally as on guard as she is at our house. Absolutely. But <laughs> yes,
1: she will be ever vigilant for the coyotes. Yeah, it's getting crazy. Lots, uh, lots going on. It is just uh, day by day. Every day, it's getting we're a little closer, and it's a little bit more. It's getting a little bit more weird every day.
0: Yeah. So we're getting very close to heading to our first state, which if you guys did not listen to last week's episode is Tennessee. So if you are in Tennessee, if you're in Nashville, Knoxville, etc., you should hit us up because we're going to be in your state. We're going to be creating some very cool content. I am so excited about one of the interviews that we've already scheduled. We're going to be doing a walkthrough and an interview with the CEO of a very cool facility.
1: Yeah, I am really looking forward to the people that we are going to communicate with, particularly as we get to Tennessee, Nashville and Knoxville, both some amazing facilities, amazing people putting together amazing communities in their areas. It's just great what they're doing in the world of ethical non-monogamy in all the spheres.
0: Yeah, and we're choosing to really focus on people who, like I think we said this last week, who are looking to do something different in this space we have seen a lot of the clubs at this point, and you know some of them are great, and some of them really aren't. And we're not focusing on the shit ones. We wanna we want to focus on people who are doing something different and positive in this space, and also who take it really seriously.
1: Well, it's everybody has their own taste, right? Like my my old grandmother used to say, "There's an ass for every seat." So, <laughs> what I'm a wise sure, woman! <laughs> yeah, you, you can find what you're looking for if you, I guess, if you look hard enough for it. And then there's always the case where. If you build it, they will come, right? So if it's, if it's the only facility around and you're welcoming people in this space that are normally shunned in most you know, venues, then by all means, that's where you're going to get people. They're going to they're head there. That doesn't mean it's the best place to be. That's not necessarily the case. Just because it's there doesn't mean it's great. And what we want to concentrate on are the things that are really different in this space. Who's really trying to move the needle? Right. Right? Who's got a different perspective from the old guard of the swinger-centric, quote-unquote? That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for interesting uniqueness that is really going to drive this space forward, particularly in 2021, because there are a lot of things that are going to change, as it pertains to ethical non-monogamy in 2021, whether it's events or resorts or parties or clubs or whatever, everything is going to change. And in my opinion, it's going to change for the better. It's going to have to.
0: So I have a hypothesis for 2021 and beyond as well, Okay. which is I think we're going to see even more crossover between the different alternative lifestyles. For example, the kink space and the swinger space, the LGBTQ space and the swinger space
1: amorous space and the swinger space, here's the bottom line for what we're going to be doing and what we're really interested in. Those folks who we have been in contact with, and we've been in contact with a lot in various states around the country, who are doing things differently, who are trying to em- it really embrace that crossover and get people into their spaces that wouldn't ordinarily have been there. Right. That's what we're trying to do. We want to get everybody together because th- the world of ethical non-monogamy really should be completely inclusive. And it is not, you know, not the way we see it anyway, not from our experience. It's incredibly exclusive for a lot of people in a lot of different places and a lot of different ways. We would like to see that change. So we want to come in contact with the people that are doing that. And that's what we've begun to do. So some of the folks we're going to be talking to, very excited about Tennessee. Oh, very Tennessee is going to be so cool. Thrilled to hear how progressive Knoxville is. Yes, me too. Yeah, how amazing is that?
0: It's like one of the top towns, cities for LGBTQ events and inclusivity.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, these are these are the types of folks we're going to be talking to. These are the interviews, these are the bonus episodes that you're going to be hearing from us, the videos of different facilities that are just very cool. And a lot of in, in a lot of cases places that most people have not heard of. Yeah. And that's really the key for us. I want to shed some light on some of these folks.
0: Absolutely. We cannot wait. So stay tuned. Like we said our YouTube channel is going to be uber important. We're going to be blogging, or I should say vlogging there every single day. And also Alt Playground is going to be a really big platform for us because we're going to be posting in their video corner very regularly. And you're not going to find that content anywhere else.
1: No, that'll be exclusive to APG. You know, the vlogs are going to be really important because you'll get an idea of where we are, where we're headed, what we're up to, who we've been talking to, what we've experienced. It's going to be great. And it's uh, really, we want to shed some really bright light on this space, the lifestyle in general, as we move around in you know different places where permissible and when permissible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned, folks. All right, we must get to Single Guy Tip of the yeah, Week. Yeah,
1: before you get into this, because this is your Single Guy Tip of the Week, I have said this before. I've said many times, that must be the most egregious thing I've heard or that's the <laughs> most insane thing I've seen. I was wrong. <laughs> because what you're about to talk about and it's, it would be funny if it wasn't so fucking pathetic. Yeah. It is funny. Don't get me wrong. It's funny. Only because of my twisted mind. But the idea that the person that wrote this to you, I believe that he is 100% steadfast and he stands behind it.
0: Oh,
1: 100%. No question about it, which is a little frightening and amusing at the same time. But this is without a doubt the most egregious, most ridiculous response to date From a presumably single guy.
0: And that's really saying something. That's a fucking
1: stretch because (laughs) we've heard some dumb shit. This is unbelievably clueless. It's next level oblivious to, to what it is that's going on in the world around you.
0: Okay, so here's the thing as you guys know, we are BDSM people. We're on a BDSM site. I use it fairly regularly. A few months ago, I reached out to this guy because we had a friend in common, and I really liked his photos and his bio. He seemed very thoughtful. I was very attracted to him. I was like, this could be someone I might want to get to know. So I just shot him a message and said, hey, I really like your profile and your photos. You know, this is who I am. I'd love for us to chat if you're interested. I didn't hear back from him until a few days ago. So literally... Three months have gone by, okay, at this point, that he has ignored my message or hasn't been on the site or whatever. He gets back on, messages me back and says, hey, I really like your profile as well. You're a very beautiful woman. But just so you know, if we're going to continue talking, you will address me as sir going forward. Is that understood?
1: Yeah. That was the response. In case you didn't hear that, his insistence was that you refer to him as sir, going forward. Yes. Okay. Let me fucking help you out. Let me let me just help you out here, for you guys to think that that's gonna fucking work. <laughs> Under no circumstance is that a fucking thing. Now, is that a protocol in, in a high protocol BDSM play? Absolutely. Is that something that takes place between two people who have entered into a sub dom protocol type play? Absolutely. Upon the first fucking email of introducing yourself between to someone,
0: two fucking strangers, two total
1: strangers, you have lost your mind yeah. if you think that that is the way to get moving forward. Yeah, it's now, and that may very well work. I have no doubt in my mind that he responded. That way. I have no doubt in my mind that he has gotten a response. That it was positive from that because there's no other reason he would do it because it is fucking stupid. That's so So bad. There's no doubt that he has sent that out before, you know, has received. Yes, sir. I have no fucking doubt about it. I have no doubt, which is frightening. But no, that's not going to work here. Not in this house. Sorry. No. no, 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 no.
0: And for those of you who are like looking to get into the kink spaces, just know that this is not normal behavior, okay? The world of BDSM is all about negotiation. It's about open communication. It's about trust. So for someone to expect that of you in the second message that you correspond with them in is asinine. And it's also, in my opinion, very dangerous because this is someone who acts as if they know the world, they think they know the nomenclature. He know shit. They're throwing out the buzzwords without having any understanding of what it takes to actually be in this type of dynamic and that is so dangerous.
1: Yeah, because he's going to play on play on someone's uh, someone else who doesn't know what's going on, potentially less than he does, and they're going to think that that's the appropriate state of play and it's not. It is absolutely not. Even if you are someone who is looking for that high protocol type Of BDSM relationship, it does not start out that way.
0: Well, and here's what's even more outrageous to me about this, okay? My profile lists me as a switch. So for you to immediately assume that I am going to be submissive to you when I call myself a switch, when I make it obvious in my bio that I am not a sub because I don't consider myself a sub. I consider myself a bottom and a switch. So for you to completely disregard all of that, to disregard my wants and needs based on my profile and just assume that I'm going to submit to you. It is disgusting. It is misogynistic. It is so gross. I was so grossed out by this.
1: Well, and let's not gloss over the obvious, right? Which is consent. You didn't consent to be spoken to that way or to have that level of protocol. That's a conversation that takes place between two people who are preparing to enter into that type of an arrangement. The conversation never fucking happened. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, as I said earlier, this is the dumbest shit yet. It is the most egregious, certainly the most disrespectful. It's This is a cockpick times 10, in my opinion. <laughs> that's what this is. This is, is the random dick pick times 10. So yeah, that's not a fucking thing. So if you're a single dude or a couple dude or an otherwise whatever dude in this space thinking you're going to play that way, you're, you're making a fucking mistake. Yeah. It, it, there's no way that this works one out of a fucking thousand times, you might get some kind of positive response. I can't even imagine that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I will also say I'm incredibly strong-willed. And as soon as I read something like that, and this isn't the first time something like this has happened, take even the kink aspect of it out of it. I've had ads up, for example, where guys will reach out to me and go, hey, I need you to do this for me. For example, hey, before we go forward, I need a picture of you. Not, hey, is there any way we can exchange a pic? Or I've even had guys, hey, this is my number. Text me or I'm not going to respond.
1: Yeah, they don't know you.
0: Not, before. hey, would you mind texting me here so I know you're legit? If you tell me what to do, I am going to shit all over you so fast. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make you look like a dumbass because that's just my personality. You're
1: going to do the exact opposite is what you're going to do. Well, that too. Because you're just entirely too willful to, to submit that way. It's just not a thing. Yeah. In any event, that kind of response from someone whom you've never met, not communicated with, it's just bizarre to me. I just, I'll never understand that kind of behavior.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah,
1: that's not a fucking thing, guys. So <laughs> so just don't do that.
0: Single guy tip of the week, don't fucking do that. Do and don't demand do anything of strangers.
1: Yeah, listen, there's a way to get what you want. That's not it. Demanding something from a total fucking stranger, particularly in the space of BDSM, is a gigantic fucking negative. Doesn't yeah. happen.
0: It's a no-no.
1: Absolutely Don't not. do it. Don't do that.
0: So I am really excited to get to our naughty story this week, which comes to us courtesy of my friend Dean.
1: Yes, I'm excited about it too. I was Actually, I'm really interested to hear you talk about it. I don't know all the details, obviously, but the one thing I do know is that because this was potentially the last time you were going to see him before we got on the road, this was a little emotional for you.
0: It was. I wasn't expecting to have it be as emotional as it was for me because... Dean and I are obviously just fuck buddies, but I don't know. I got kind of choked
1: up. Yeah, I found it interesting because you also said that potentially, if things were different, if he was not obviously someone who is, he's a married man, he's in an open relationship, but he's not polyamorous, they don't have a, a polyamorous dynamic, you could potentially see yourself dating him.
0: Yes now, (laughs) Now, after kind of being with him a couple more times. And I'll explain it at the end. I want to explain the situation and then talk about it at the end so that you have a lot of context and understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, I just found the
1: whole thing interesting.
0: So Dean wanted to give me a Christmas gift. And right. he and I had been discussing it. We had not seen each other for a couple of weeks, a few weeks, I guess. And when he reached out to me, he said, I really want to give you a Christmas gift. I want you to come to my house and I want to give it to you. And I'm thinking, okay, there's no way that this is actually a physical gift, a, a product, a, you know, a box I'm going to unwrap. Yeah, That's not what this is.
1: Retail type gift.
0: No. No. Because our relationship is kinky and fun, and I knew it was going to be something sexy. And it was, but I was not expecting what happened to happen. Okay. So I go over to Dean's house. I think it was Thursday. I don't know. It was sometime yeah, it was last weekend. week. Yeah. And I go over there, and his whole kind of bar area is set up at in his... Dining room area. He has made me holiday cocktails. He has little gingerbread kind of cookie things sitting out for me. It was very sweet because it was very obvious that he had gone to a lot of work, and this is the middle of his work day, basically. Right.
1: Yeah. It was kind of it was relatively early in the day,
0: one or one thirty in the afternoon. So he was really taking time out of his day to create this experience for me. So I go over. We have a hot toddy together, which he knows is one of my favorite drinks. I fucking love them. We. Sit and we just talk. And it was really during that time that we were talking and we started kind of reminiscing on our play together because Dean is somebody who has had play partners across the country. He before COVID was traveling constantly for work, but specifically went to two or three locations a lot and had play partners in those cities and developed really good relationships with them. But I was his first play partner here in our town. And I think that was kind of special for him. And I didn't realize it until we were talking that it was a big deal. I was the first woman, for example, that had ever played in his home before.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I was the first woman that his wife was comfortable having at their home, hosting, having drinks with him at their home, all of those things. So, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. And he was expressing to me that it was a big deal, that he felt awesome about that, that he was sad that I was leaving because I think I think in a lot of ways his partner is very comfortable with me because of you, because I'm a partnered woman, right. I'm in love, I have my soulmate. And so in a lot of ways, I'm kind of non-threatening to the
1: relationship. Sure. We've heard this before from a couple of different people. Yeah. So it, may, it makes sense.
0: So we were talking a lot about that, but he was getting kind of emotional when he was like, I'm sad that you're leaving because... I I feel like I'm kind of losing this exciting part where I'm inviting someone into my space or I'm going into their space, but I'm still in my hometown. And it was it was a big deal for him. So I really liked having that conversation with him. And we sat and had drinks for a while. I mean, we just sat and talked for a while and it was kind of flirtatious. He was kind of rubbing his hands up and down my leg. And, you know, he did kind of pull me in and kiss me at one point. But for the most part, it was very friendly and it was probably an hour and a half of that.
1: Yeah, because you were gone for a long time. I was home getting shit together and doing the stuff that we were having to do. I lost track of time completely until at some point I looked up, it was like three hours later. I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't heard from you.
0: Yeah, I was with him for three hours. And the first half of those three hours were us just sitting around bullshitting. So that was really, really nice. And it was a, a great reminder too of why I love having regular play partners and why it is that... Developing these friendships with people means a lot to me because it's not about the sex for either of us. And I sometimes wonder with with play partners, like if the friendship part of it is more important to me than it is to them. And I almost kind of worry about that because of how much emphasis we, as in you and I, place on the friendships. I, I'm always curious, does the other person reciprocate that or not? So hearing him validate all of that and verbalize it to me, it was like, oh, okay, he actually gives a fuck about me as a person too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've been very fortunate. We've said it before with obviously with Dean, with, with Clint, with Hannah, we, we, with Aiden. We've got a number of play partners that we know certainly have an understanding and they care about who we are as people, uh, which is important to us. You know, Roger and, and uh, Jessica, these are people that we know obviously matter to us and we feel strongly that we matter to them. Well, it was nice to hear it. Yeah.
0: Made me feel all gilly inside. I loved it. Well, I
1: knew something was going well because you were gone a long time.
0: So eventually he goes, are you ready for your Christmas gift? And I'm like, fuck, yes, I'm ready for my gift. I've been waiting this whole time. I will also say before I left the house, I lotioned my entire body. I put on super cute lingerie, not lingerie, but uh, panties and a, a matching bra. Right. I had a butt plug in because I was like, I think things are going to get kinky and I want every opportunity on the table.
1: Yeah. And that that is interesting. It plays a role later on. Okay. For, for you and I. Well, yeah.
0: Okay, so he asks if I want to uh, get my Christmas gift. I tell him yes, and he leads me by the hand, and he takes me downstairs, and of course, the second we head down the stairs, I'm like, okay, this is getting naughty, because his like playroom, the room that is kind of designated for the naughty shit is downstairs. Right. So we go down there, and everything is dark. He has all the lights down, but there's this one red light in the back bedroom that's on. So we go back there and he also has put red curtains up. I don't know if that was specifically for this or if he just decided he wanted to put red curtains up, but I liked it. Everything was red in the entire room. It felt very sensual and sexy. And I don't know, I just liked it a lot. So we get in there. And there are no toys out whatsoever, which is very surprising to me. I expected to walk in and have it be a freaking smorgasbord of (laughs) naughty shit laid out ready for him to use on me. And there's nothing except a pump of, I thought it was lotion, but it ended up being massage oil, which I was surprised by. And then on the bed, I didn't realize it at first, but once I actually kind of touched the bed, I realized that there was, it wasn't a rubber sheet. It was almost like a, you could tell it was waterproof because it had that kind of Mm plasticky feel on the top of it. And so... I realized pretty quickly that there, I was probably getting a massage. So I thought that was my Christmas gift, sure. which I was very pleased by. I'm like, I haven't had a good massage in a very long time. I'm totally about this. So he asked me to strip down, and I do. And this is the other thing. This is the other big thing for me, okay? And I'm, I'm being very vulnerable by saying this. I'm putting myself out there. I don't like my stomach, and I don't like to show my stomach to people. It's like my one area that I'm really kind of – weird and self-conscious about so that's one of the reasons i wear a lot of lingerie he told me to strip down and i just fucking strip down
1: wow because i'm normally i'm the only one that sees you completely naked yeah for the most part
0: it's a big deal for me to get naked with someone it really is this showing of trust to someone that i very rarely do i've done it with jessica and roger right in their hot tub. I've done it with you. And that's literally it pretty much my entire life. Yeah. So this was a big deal. He just kind of turns to me and is like, would you strip down? And I stripped down to pretty much everything except my bra my panties. And I was kind of putting my my hands over my stomach. And he's like, no, I, I need you to strip down. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did. And and then I got on, on the bed and I... As soon as I did it, it felt really good. I was like, fuck.
1: Yeah, it's this liberating, is- right?
0: Yeah, it felt good to just kind of trust someone in that way, to trust that he still thinks that I'm attractive even though I got a pooch and shit. So that was nice. And then I lay on the bed and he starts giving me the most amazing massage. I don't know if he was a fucking masseuse in his past life or what, but this was a massage, let me tell you. I mean, he was doing all the different, you know, the palms of his hands in spots and his thumbs in spots. He was telling me about pressure points and how they trigger certain things in your body, but he's doing all of it in this very sensual voice. I was like, fuck, this is hot. I was getting kind of worked up, if I'm being honest. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. No one's surprised.
0: So he's massaging my back, massages my neck, down my arms. Then he kind of goes to my legs and then he starts massaging my ass. And when he does that, it is the most naughty Thing I think has ever happened to me without it actually touching anything erogenous on me because it is he's kneading my ass, but he's doing it in such a way that it's, it's this complete tease. So he's like grabbing each butt cheek and moving his thumbs up almost to my asshole. And he's obviously seeing the plug and getting sure. so close to it, but he's not actually touching it. And then as soon as he gets close, his hands move back around like to my hips and down to my legs And and then he moves his hands down to my thighs, so close to my pussy. In fact, I think his thumbs were kind of just barely grazing my pussy lips at one point and then backs off again. So I'm like, oh my God, I knew I was gushing wet at that point because it felt so good. But he was also teasing me and I wanted him to touch me bad.
1: I'm sure you did.
0: Yeah, real bad. So he tells me to flip over. And once again, this weird voice in my head is like, oh, he's going to see my fucking flabby stomach. but I flipped over and he I think he could tell I was nervous so he's telling me like oh my god you're so beautiful and I love your body and it's like curvy in all the right places and it just put me at ease and he's massaging my neck and he goes back down to my legs and my arms and then he starts massaging my tits and at first it's very sensual like he's kind of just cupping them and massaging them very lightly and then he gets this look on his face he's right up by my face and he gets this this mischievous smile on his face And he starts grabbing them hard. I'm talking full-on squeezing each tit as hard as he possibly can, which he knows drives me fucking crazy. So is he
1: dressed at this point? He's completely
0: dressed. Okay. Completely. He does have like a t-shirt and stuff on, which is much more casual than I've seen him in before, which I also thought was a little strange because he's usually very kind of buttoned up, you know, much like you, like the button-up t-shirts or the button-up shirts nicer jeans really nice shoes he was much more casual but he's still dressed during this entire thing so anyway he's grabbing onto my tits squeezing them so so hard and then he's like I think we need to move on to the next part of your Christmas gift I was like yes we do (laughs) because I know where this is going at this point so he uh starts kind of playing with my pussy with the oil which is really nice and then he starts licking my pussy makes me come so hard. Because at that point, I was just, I needed it. I needed the relief. I was so just overcome with wanting him on me. So I mean, it seriously probably took 15 seconds of him licking my pussy. Well, by that
1: point, you were just putty anyway.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, I wanted it bad. So I came very hard. And then he leaves the room and is gone for what feels like freaking 15 minutes. I'm sure it was like 60 seconds, but it felt like forever. And I can he- hear him rummaging around in something outside the door, but I can't see anything. And I think Dean has learned that the element of surprise and the teasing element with me is his best friend because it just gets me so worked up. And he uses that against me all the time. Yeah,
1: we have no patience. So of course, the, the, like the more anticipation that's built, like the... The the more anxiety you get and the more anxious you get.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%.
0: So he comes back in and he's carrying a crop, a flogger, and a neoprene paddle. Of course, three of my fucking favorite things in the entire world. He tells me to roll over and I immediately do. And he starts flogging me. And I'll say flogging for me is kind of the warm up, you know, yep. you have to hit me pretty fucking hard for, to get me really hurting with a flogger. And he knows that. So he's warming me up with it and getting me warm. But what I also love is that he is telling me in between, you know, he'll go for a session, he'll go for two or three minutes of really hitting me. And then he'll stop and ask me if I'm liking my Christmas gift. <laughs> I fucking love that. So he does that for quite a while. He's going back and forth between my ass and my back and my legs. At one point he kind of starts, you can tell he's trying to kind of hit my pussy with it a little bit. My pussy's sensitive. So getting a flogger on it is like a whole different thing. So he's yeah, making you usually do
1: it from the front. It's a little bit easier and then you get you get really I mean, you're you're super sensitive from that point.
0: Yeah, well, he was doing it from the back, and he was just kind of barely flicking my pussy with it. It hurt like hell, but I was really loving it. So then he stops, and he's like, what would you like for me to use next? He knows that I want him to use the cane, because we've talked multiple times about how the cane is my favorite. And so I tell him the cane, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to do as I please. <laughs> I'm like, of course you are.
1: Should sure, so that is, was happening. So
0: what does he use? The neoprene paddle. I will also say, while he's using the paddle on me, keep in mind, I have a metal plug-in. Okay, so at first my legs are together during the entire flogging for the most part My legs are most of the way together and that's why he was just kind of flicking my pussy with the flogger And he starts out that way with the paddle as well. My legs are together So he's just hitting me and it really isn't impacting the plug much at all Then he spreads my legs apart like as far as they'll go on their own and starts paddling me again And in that position the paddle was hitting the plug right so it's it's kind of like going in not in and out so much but like going deeper into my ass while he's paddling me oh my god it was fucking amazing it was so nice it was this combination of like the pain of the flogger but also the sensation of the plug and oh it was just it got me going so bad i'm not
1: surprised You're, (laughs) you're an anal slut we know that
0: We do? Who knows that?
1: Everyone knows that. Okay, so
0: (laughs) he paddles me for quite a while. And then, of course, I'm begging at this point for him to cane me because the thing with impact play for me is the more that you give it to me, the more that I want the intensity that I want to get to.
1: Yeah, the various sensations, obviously, going from the flogger to the, the neoprene paddle and then to the cane. It's really intensified.
0: Yes, and the cane is by far my favorite because it's the most intense, but it's also the most stingy. I like that kind of stingy place, Especially when I get to the right point of like, I want the pain. I want to feel that level of sensation. So finally, after asking like five times, he breaks out the cane and starts hitting me with that. And what I love about what Dean does with the cane is that he understands the idea of different angles with it. Right. So for example, if you're hitting straight on with the cane, straight perpendicular to my body that's a very different sensation than if it's at a 45 degree angle for example yeah absolutely and he understands that and so he's mixing it up and he's going one cheek and then both cheeks and then the other cheek he kind of goes down to my thighs a little bit which caning on my thighs is a whole different ball game it is so fucking intense and it is at this point that i feel the wetness between my legs. Like, I am gushing wet. I am so turned on by this entire thing. And my body starts wriggling. And he asked me like four or five times to stay still. And I'm like, I I finally said I literally can't. I cannot sit still. This is not something that is within my control at this point. And he's like, if you don't sit still, I'm gonna restrain you, which of course I'm like, good fucking do it you're not scaring
1: anybody with that
0: (laughs) but he doesn't he continues to cane me for quite a while and then oh this is so fucking hot so keep in mind i still have the plug in right he stops caning me he lifts my ass up off of the bed and starts licking around the plug and then down to my pussy and then back up around the plug he's just like dancing his tongue all over me oh my god it felt so fucking good
1: I have no doubt that it felt good.
0: So he's licking me for quite a while. And I finally am like, I think you should fuck me. And he gets up near my ear and says, where do you want me to fuck you?
1: (laughs) As if the plug wasn't a dead giveaway.
0: I I was like, um, my fucking ass, duh. (laughs) So he pulls out the plug very, very slowly. Which plug was it? It was the daddy plug, oh, okay. property of daddy. So it's
1: stainless steel. It's a st- one,
0: yeah. stainless steel, pretty heavy. And the other thing I love is when that plug comes out and you kind of sit it down next to me, it, that weight of it like hitting the bed is very sexy to me because it's like, oh my God, that was just in my ass. Yeah, it's
1: a thud. Yeah, it's heavy.
0: It's very impressive to me. Yeah. I don't know that I can like take that. I wore it here. I wore it over to his house. I wore it through all this play and then it's like thudding down next to me on the bed. I'm like, damn, I'm a badass.
1: Yeah, that, that thing's for real. So...
0: He gets a condom and lubes himself up very slowly enters my ass and I'm kind of ass up in the air, but at an angle. So the majority of my body is laid down on the bed and it's just my ass up in the air. And I think this is where I got the majority of my bruises from because the next day my ass was so fucking bruised and I know I got caned and paddled and all these other things, but I think the most intense part of the entire thing was his fingers digging into my ass while he was fucking my ass because once he got in and started pumping it was like he was going to fucking town
1: well we couldn't i couldn't see it at night when you got home because when we were when we finally got a chance to play which we'll talk about it was dark in our room so i couldn't see the bruises obviously and i had not i didn't know what took place so i was spa- slapping you and squeezing and all those things so i'm sure i'd probably didn't make it any better but the next morning when you showed me the you know when you sent me a picture i was at work i think like you were bruised your entire ass was bruised yeah impossible to tell where all those bruises came from
0: yeah yeah So he is digging his fingers into me. At one point, he reaches around, has one hand like on my hip, and the other hand is grabbing one of my tits as hard as he possibly can. This was very primal, very aggressive. I mean, the way that he's fucking me is just... It's exactly what I love. It's just this it's almost like he's fucking my brains out that's what it feels like because when I'm getting pounded like that there is nothing I can focus on other than that cock in my ass that hand on my tit like that's exactly what I love getting lost in those moments and it was just so it was kind of powerful I don't know it felt very what's interesting is a lot of people reached out after the couple of episodes we've talked about recently with your friend Amy and this idea of intimacy and you doing very intimate acts with her and her being very soft with you after sex and people see that as intimate and I had a friend who reached out who listens to the show who was like intimacy for you can be something completely different and as soon as he said that i was like this is what's intimate to me this idea of me trusting someone enough to be fucking my ass have their hands digging into my ass their hands grabbing my tits as hard as they possibly can that is what is intimate to me
1: well all you have to do is think about how you know our sex life like that's how we play yeah that's intimate to us yeah there's no there's i mean yeah, we'll take a hot bath, and there'll be candles. By the time we're actually having sex, it's primal, it's aggressive, it's rough. There's no yeah. There's not. A, there's no softness really until after.
0: But there's obviously. an immense amount of trust and connectedness that goes into that, right? Even though it's not making love, and we're not looking deep into each other's eyes. Yeah, that's
1: my point. There's a there's a, a, as your friend said, there are levels, and that's where you're your intimacy is is based and that's how we play so it makes perfect sense
0: yeah so it was really fucking hot it went on for quite a while i actually reached back at one point was playing with my pussy as he was fucking my ass and i had one of the most intense orgasms i've ever had in my entire life it was almost out of body i actually shoved his cock out of my ass while i was coming that's how hard it came and it was amazing. And so I thought he was going to fuck my ass again. But instead, he pulled off the condom. He went and kind of got himself cleaned up really quick because there's kind of like an ensuite bathroom in that in that bedroom. And he came back and I was just laying on the bed at that point. My head was on the pillow and he immediately just puts his cock in my mouth.
1: <laughs> that that sounds about right.
0: So I was he was kind of deep throating me. I was choking on it. I was playing with his balls. He was playing with my pussy. And he made me come again. And I think I actually squirted, but I was kind of out of it at that point. The only reason I think I squirted was because after this entire thing was done, I was like soaking wet. And it was like under me and everything. But I think I was so kind of caught up in the moment and lost in it that I didn't even realize that I had squirted. So that was really hot. And um, then he asked me where I wanted him to come as his Christmas gift. And I bet you won't guess... Where I said, because it's not somewhere that I usually want someone to come on me.
1: No, I have no idea.
0: I I told him I wanted him to come on my tits.
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's strange.
0: Yeah. Usually it's my mouth, right? Yeah. I love when someone, especially someone, like I said, we said that, I think it was last episode, when it's someone I like and I trust, I love when they come in my mouth. So that would have been typically my first choice. But in the moment, for whatever reason, I just blurted out, "I think you should come on my tits." I could probably
1: count on one hand how many times I've came on your tits.
0: I think I can count on one hand how many times anyone has come yeah, on my it's tits.
1: Not, yeah, it's not usually your thing.
0: But I just, I had this urge, I guess, to see him like jerk himself off onto my tits. I don't know. So I, I sucked him for a little bit longer, and then he started jerking himself, and he got down by my tits, and he came all over them. It actually got a little bit in my hair too. He kind of squirted up by my by my hair. Into my hair, which I don't typically love, but in that moment I didn't give a fuck. (laughs) So, so he comes all over my tits, and then for whatever reason, once again, not something I would usually do, I started playing with the cum on my tits and like massaging it into my own tits.
1: Very strange. Yeah. That's not the norm for you.
0: No, it was not something I would normally do, but I was so turned on by it. And so he comes on me and then he's just staring down at me and he goes, that was one of the hottest things I have ever done. He's like, I I think he even said, I've only come on a few women ever and you know, to see you playing with it afterwards is so sexy. I was like, I don't know what came over me.
1: Yeah, that's not normal for you at all. Lots of different dynamics there at play.
0: It was, it was. So then I get up and I go into the bathroom, I kind of clean myself off and I come back and we're laying together in the bed. And this is where I think I got a little bit emotional because he was the one that said, am I going to see you again? And you know, I laid out our schedule for him and he said, well, I'm, I'm actually going to start traveling again here pretty soon. So I think I'm actually leaving the week before you guys leave. And that's when we realized like, this is honestly the last time we're probably going to see each other. And there was this twinge of sadness. It was it was weird because we've only been playing together for a few months at this point. It's right. not the same type of dynamic, or at least the same length of time that I've been seeing, for example, Clint. But we've become close during this time.
1: Well, you know, there's the possibility we could see him on the road at some point because he does travel extensively for work when world when the world permits. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I thought it was interesting when you told me you came home and said there was kind of this emotional uh, impact for you to. When you realize that you probably wouldn't be seeing him again. Now, I likened it to, you know, you and I obviously knew that there's a lot of people we're not going to see anymore. A lot of places we're not going to be visiting anymore. Some of our favorite places in town. So I thought maybe it was kind of a culmination of all those things because... When you saw him that night, that's really when things got very real for us. Like we obviously looked around and realized, oh, shit, we're, we're out of here pretty quick. Yeah. And it kind of sunk in. And uh, we had gone to a couple of places in town that we like to visit the, a couple of days before that and realized, oh, it's the last time we're going to see them. And, you know, we made arrangements to see our friends, Roger and Jessica, and like for the last time now for a while and all those things. So I, I kind of likened it to that thinking, oh, it's probably just overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. I also think part of it is that, like I said, I I think we've gotten close in the amount of time that we've been seeing each other. And I think the big thing with Dean that is maybe different than some of my other play partners has been is that Dean goes so far out of his way to create experiences for me. And I know that he does that because he wants it to be a good time for me he truly cares about that I mean if you guys remember back to the time that I was really stressed out wasn't even sure I wanted to play you know he creates this incredibly sensual scene and goes so above and beyond to to create this experience for me that's not something he had to do that's I mean it's of course not an expectation I have of him but I think it's beyond that even something most people don't experience with play partners period
1: no, absolutely. That's there's obviously there's, it's appreciated, but certainly not expected. It's always nice. But so you mentioned to me that you thought if things were different, if we were staying, we weren't leaving, and, and everything were kind of different in his relationship, that you could see yourself dating him in kind of a polyamorous situation.
0: Well, yes. so he's a he's a married man and he's not polyamorous right. but I think what kind of got me this is weird to talk about but I'm going to anyway <laughs> when we finished up when we got all cleaned up we I got dressed we walk upstairs I have another quick drink of hot toddy and a glass of water and he kisses me the kiss felt like more chemistry than I've had with someone besides you probably ever. It was like this spark. And I don't know if it's because we're leaving and so there was some sort of, it felt special because of that or if it's because we've just developed this chemistry together. But either way, it was kind of almost jarring to me. I was like, what the fuck is this?
1: Some kind of heightened level of emotion because it's the last time kind of thing? Or yeah, because- I mean,
0: it was a legit probably 20-second kiss and he's putting his hand on the back of my neck and he's rubbing my arm with the other hand and I've got my hands all over him and it's not a sexual thing. It's just... It felt very caring, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I told, like I said, uh, these situations uh, with Amy, these these kind of intimate moments or these nuggets of intimacy, it, it, it's a it feels a little weird. There's no question about it. Which,
0: but it didn't feel weird for me. I think that's what I what I meant when I came home and told you that that you know I could potentially date this guy if situations were different because it didn't feel weird. It just felt so comfortable. There was no part of me that was like oh, this feels strange, this shouldn't be happening, anything like that.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Uh, Obviously, it doesn't mean much because we're getting ready to leave and he's not in a situation where that's permissible, but I just found it very interesting.
1: Well, I think it goes back to what we've been saying now for a period of time, which is we, we know now that we both have the capacity and the inclination to be in polyamorous relationships. Yeah. We 100% know we have the ability to do that. A year ago, we would have said, bullshit, we would call no. bullshit on it, no way. Yeah. We absolutely know better now. But I think that just lends itself to, you know, giving it more credence that it's absolutely something that will be, I think, forefront in our in our lives here in very short order. I'd be surprised if it wasn't within, within this year.
0: How did you feel when I told you about that?
1: Oh, I, I've, I wasn't entirely surprised by it, I, only from the extent that obviously he's, a, he's in a, a married but open relationship, not polyamorous, but open. So I didn't know that, I didn't think that obviously that was possible, but I wasn't shocked that there was some uh, connectivity there between the two of you on a you know, more rom, you know, intimate or romantic level. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen, right? I mean, it has to, it has to happen at some point, particularly because you're, you're open to it, much like I am. Yeah. That, that possibility is kind of always there. Yeah. You know, but also interesting when we were playing that night. I think what you didn't necessarily allude to in that story was just how hard you were getting fucked because I could not fuck your ass that night. No. You were entirely <laughs> too sore. I was so sore. Yeah, we were playing rough, and but you did not come to bed with a plug-in. No. I was like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> so I asked you, I was like, sore? You said, yeah, way too sore.
0: So here's the thing. I planned on putting a plug-in. I was actually getting myself ready that evening for our play. And I went to go put a plug in and just barely inserting like the tip of it. I was like, fuck no, this isn't going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I knew it was, it was obviously a rough play session because there's no, if you don't, if you don't have a plug in, there's just no way. Yeah. So I, I kind of knew that intrinsically. I just wanted to hear you say it. Uh, but yeah, apparently it was very rough, but we had amazing sex. And as I said, I couldn't tell that you were bruised until The next day when you sent me those pictures, I got up at five o'clock in the morning to go to work and then you sent me those pictures. You were bruised and, I mean, all over both sides of your ass. I was like, wow, I I didn't see any of that. So, of course, I don't know how much of it I took part in it. I probably made it worse. Yeah, I
0: don't sort. know what was you and what was Dean because you and I got very rough as well. I'm fairly certain the fingerprints were Dean just because I remember so vividly the tips of his fingers digging into my ass. It's like the most prominent memory of this play session. It was so deep and so painful in that moment. I'm convinced that's what it was. Yeah, but
1: it was a lot. You were definitely a bruise, no doubt about it.
0: Uh, and so I have you loved had, it.
1: Have you had time to <laughs> reflect on the idea that You're not going to see him again? How do you feel about that?
0: I mean, I'm sad. And I think it's also compounded by the fact that we have a lot of friends that we're not going to see anymore. Yeah, I
1: think this is going to happen again and again, because we're going to see, as I said, Jessica and Roger this coming week, probably going to see Hannah over the weekend.
0: Yeah, we had to reschedule with her. She was going to come this weekend, but she's coming next weekend now.
1: Had to reschedule with her. Yeah, I I think we're going to feel like that a lot as the next two weeks kind of progress I mean the
0: the most difficult one will definitely be saying goodbye to Clint and yeah that one will definitely be the most difficult for me because it is not only about the play it's about someone that I fully trust in every way shape and form and I think that's what I'm most sad to lose out on I think that's what I'm most sad to lose out on period with both he and Dean is like I'm now putting myself in a position where the only person I will be with sexually that I fully trust is you, which is not a a bad thing by any means. But it's, it's different. It's unusual
1: for, for the length of time that we've been together.
0: Exactly. It's different than it's been the last couple of years. And so there, it does feel like there's a part of my sexual experience that's kind of, I don't know, dying out isn't the right word, but that I'm kind of missing out on.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a matter of time, I think, before we are obviously able to forge relationships like that again, which we're certainly looking forward to. But the, the idea that we have developed these relationships, for the most part, with single people, considering how we started... Three years ago, which was we wanted relationships with couples, not necessarily with single folks. And as it turns out, with a couple of exceptions, most of the relationships that we have developed, the really strong relationships we've developed, have been with single people. Yeah. We're pretty interesting.
0: Or people that play a single people. Yeah.
1: Those who play singularly. Yeah. Yeah. Very different dynamic than we expected, certainly at this point.
0: Yeah. So that is, that's my last. Dean story. I'm fairly certain. I fairly I'm fairly confident I will not see him again before we leave. Yeah, it's too bad. So, that is the last of that. We're closing the Dean saga. The Dean book is now closed. <laughs> as sad as I am to put that one on the bookshelf. It's always interesting because there have been a lot of play partners that have been tabled or have been put on the bookshelf for whatever reason. And many times it's not because you know, for example, it's because they have gotten into a monogamous relationship or they have moved, they have moved away. This is the first one that I'm tabling. I'm putting aside that, is because we are moving on to, to other things, and it's I don't know. It's sad.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. There's some, there, you know, a little melancholy about all these situations. I think as as we get closer, uh, it's going to feel a little bit. It's it'll feel a lot more real. I think uh, in in the coming days because we are what 14 days away from leaving our home. It's a unique feeling for sure. We will be dis- t- talking next week about my last interaction with Amy, which is the last time I will have seen her.
0: Yeah, the Amy saga is getting closed as well. I
1: will very likely not see her again before we leave. Her schedule is crazy, just like ours. I don't know that we're going to be able to pull it off. So most likely what we'll talk about next week will have been the last time that I will see her. And that was a very unique connection for a lot of reasons. And for you and I, a first, as a matter of fact.
0: Which we'll talk about next week. We can't spoil any of it. No,
1: I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, that was a very... A very interesting interaction that had a lot of components to it that had me thinking.
0: Well, if Dean is listening, which I'm fairly certain he is because he's a listener of our show now... Just know I appreciate you immensely and I've had so much fun and I hope you as our listeners have enjoyed the Dean stories as well because it's been it's been a journey. It's been a fun one. It's been a reimagining of myself from a kink perspective and I'm really excited to explore that again in the future, but it will probably be with someone new because yeah. we're leaving.
1: Yes, we are. Well, I appreciate the time you spent with him as well. Uh, super guy, obviously, and, and the fact that you enjoyed his time is really all I need to know. So I appreciate it too. Absolutely.
0: So guys, if you want to hear behind the scenes info of what's going on with FPS real time, including where we are going to be after we hit Tennessee, for example, and the rest of 2021, our Patreon members are hearing about it first. That is just one of the bonuses we offer as a huge thank you for sponsoring the show and supporting us. We also offer access to our secret telegram group, which is a chat group of more than 100 people from across the world. Yeah. We also offer naughty Snapchat access and bonus episodes of which there are now 77 of on our Patreon community. So if you love the show, if you want to continue to see us grow it and uh, support us on the road, we would love for you to check out all of the bonuses available at Patreon.com slash Front Porch Swingers. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N r e com slash Front Porch Swingers. And a very big thank you to our newest members who this week are Kenneth, Chris, Ray, Team Sport, and Matt thank you guys so much for jumping on board we can't wait to get to know you more and we also have naughty shit people via our only fans account holy hell it has been so fun doing some custom content over there some spanking videos some thong videos
1: some, some oral videos
0: yeah lots of fun stuff naughty so if you want to uh, check that part of our lives out, you should head on over to onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers. Guys, as mentioned earlier in the episode, our YouTube channel is going to be uber important as we get on the road. For those of you who have reached out and said, hey, we want to keep in touch with you when you're on the road. We want to see all your adventures, see what you guys are up to. The vast majority of that, aside from the podcast, of course, is going to be via our daily vlogs on our YouTube channel. Channel. I'll put the link in our show notes so that you can easily find that. But we would love for you su- to subscribe to us over there so you can keep up to date with all the fun we're having when we're on our little road trip. I don't know why I'm saying little, big road trip. <laughs> yeah,
1: big road trip.
0: <laughs> you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FPSwingers and Instagram at FPSwingers, too. Also, make sure you're signed up for our mailing list at frontporchswingers.com. We're going to be sending out some big updates for you there as well. And I I think that's what we have for you guys this week. As we get closer to jumping on the road, you are not going going to want to miss a single episode of Front Porch Swingers. So make sure you're tuned in every single Monday afternoon. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Thanks, everybody.
0: Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks. And also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.